Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A new quarter brings new goals. But what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched, if I do say so myself. I've noticed that, and I think our listeners have noticed too, because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Summer House Hive. Uh, I am your host, Laura Marie Shane Halls, and with me today is a very special guest who I just found out has not one, not two, but three different podcasts. So he's a fellow elite podcaster, and we love to see it on this 
community, please welcome Quentin Lamar. Hi. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I feel like a Jedi level podcaster for sure. You really, you really are. As one person that has had three podcasts at a time in my life to another who's currently doing it, like the pod hustle is real and I see you <laughs> and I respect you for it. Thank you. <laughs> yes, it's, it's a lot of work, a lot of talking, but you know, what I like to do. So. Hey, if you're good at talking and you love to do it, then I really recommend anyone that's like a talker needs to just like pod, pod it out. Yeah, <laughs> talk is like really the only thing I've ever had proof that I'm good at. So I'll say yes, I'm good at it. <laughs> hey, you're leaning in. Leaning so in. wait, you do, you do know that, which is yes. like a Bravo themed like reality TV podcast that I've been a guest on and also Carrie has been a guest on. Yes. What are your other podcast names? Okay, so I do a tabletop RPG total improv podcast called Tableverse. We've been doing that for about two years. The pandemic caused us to stop being able to record in person, and it's kind of hard to play a tabletop game over Zoom. So we just started doing, you know, going back, doing that on Zoom because things were like not moving, but, you know, that's coming back. And then I do something called This Is Gonna Be Good, which is a show I do with another comedian. And we like interview experts and public figures. And, you know, we talk about politics and, you know, tell jokes and just be crazy and stupid. I've never been like a, a Dungeons and Dragons head, but I've known many because there were <laughs> like a lot of Dungeons and D&D &D players that I went to high school with. But just I have a lot of respect for the dedication. It's a lot to of work. the game. <laughs> it's a lot of work to make a game. How like, isn't it like a long? It's a long game. It's a long game for the numbers. It's not a lot of fun, but it's fun <laughs> with who you play with, and it's fun because it's improv. We like we do characters, and we do we have this whole story we make up. That's the only thing that I really love about it. The the actual gameplay, I'm like, normally they have to tell me what I'm doing and where I am. Because <laughs> I'm like... So did you... You didn't play... You weren't like a big Dungeons and Dragons head at the beginning. It was kind of like... That was the entree into like potting and play yeah. and game playing with your friend. Okay. The life chose me. I was never... <laughs> <laughs> I was never into tabletop games like that nothing against them and you know i love our fans and i love playing the game but it was never like my jam that's not what i did in high school like i wasn't like playing dungeons and dragons you know i was like, okay because you threw me for a twist i was like i did not peg you as like a tabletop <laughs> game player no. but you know what i am constantly surprised in life by anything so and everything so i wasn't gonna like <laughs> You know, I was just like going with it. Okay, now I have like a better yeah. understanding. I was the I was the kid in high school who was like smoking weed and like cutting class. That was okay. Cool. That was we me. align on that. Yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's it's a lot Very of fun. Much same. Yeah, look at that's us amazing. Now. Um, how did you get into? So, I we were DMing after I went on Know That and. I was like, do you watch Summer House? You should come on the pod. And you had you never watched Summer House before you started watching season, season five? What's been never your journey with? Saw a single 
episode. Never had no idea who these people were. There's so many social media, like, uh, references that I now understand. Mm-hmm. But I had never, I had never heard anything about it. Everybody was telling me, like, you need to watch Summer House, you need to watch Summer House. And I'm like, I have no intention of doing that. And then when you told me to do it, you were, like, literally, like, the sixth person to tell me. And I was like, let me sit my ass down and take a look at this shit. And <laughs> like I told you earlier, uh, six episodes and one day later, I was way too invested in these people who I still don't know what their occupations are and I don't get why they're even doing this. A lot of it I don't understand, but I'm like both feet in invested. I love it. So you've basically watched, you've watched all of season five, like in a week. That's in a week. I'm talking like two days. Like it's bad. Like That's days. incredible. The commitment is real. Um, so I had the same kind of journey where I was, I was absolutely resistant to summer house. Like I was a big, I was like Vanderpump rules was my lifeline Mm -hmm. until it was just like taken away from us. (laughs) And I thought like, i really felt like snobby about my preference for Vanderpump rules over summer house. I was like, this is budget Vanderpump rules. Like, why would I care? Why would I engage? And then now I actually see, yeah, I see that it is the yin to Vanderpump Rules is yang. Like, both need to exist. Kind of like Housewives of New York and Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yes. You, you gotta, you, mm-hmm. through the other, you find the value of one. <laughs> I, Were you a Vanderpump Rules watcher? I've seen a few episodes of Vanderpump Rules. I'm not like a fan fan, but I'm enough of a fan that when I'm in LA, I eat at Sir and... Okay. Um, I make sure I frequent Lisa's establishments hope in hopes of seeing people who will never be there. But <laughs> I'm that I'm Well that's because you're going to Sir. You need to you need to hit Tom Tom or Pump next time. I've gone to Pump and to um Tom Tom. I I didn't see anybody there either. But um Wow. I still had a good time at Pump. Pump was like it was cool. I had a good time. I got drunk. Yeah. I, don't really remember a lot of it but i know i didn't see anybody i remember that okay well next time we're gonna like change this i feel like post covid tom tom and pump will probably be like explosive with the cast and with lisa so oh, probably okay yeah. so you'll have I'll to come back to and then we'll we'll revisit yeah very soon even though I have my, I have like some moral objections to like supporting Lisa at this point. I'm just like, you but know, still, for you, I'll make an exception. Thank you. I feel, <laughs> I feel special. Thank you. I need, you know, I'm just a out of town or from New York. I need guidance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a babe in the woods. You've got, it's like you've been robbed. <laughs> you've been robbed by not being able to see them. So we have to like make this right. Okay. I, I would like to go to a housewife's establishment and see someone. You know, I, I went to Ashley Darby's sad little restaurant from Potomac like six times. Never saw her. <laughs> Not once. Six times. What I ta- ate this is like sliders. now I'm thinking 
a karmic thing that like something in the universe is preventing and blocking you from seeing these people because just through sheer odds and statistics you should have seen yeah someone should be there so i think that means that if we go to a pump we'll actually like have a drink with lisa vanderpump like i think that's what i'm owed by the universe the universe yeah it's like it's gearing up for you to just be like ushered into her inner circle yeah like the next time it's 2021 Mm -hmm. we're manifesters so yeah Yeah. soon you will be on her e-show overserved with lisa vanderpump like that (sighs) you go to pump like for your 18th time and then you immediately become best friends and then you're just like in I mean, it's very, like, you know, trendy, you know, having a big black friend could be good for her image. It could always help any white person's image. Um, That's, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to say that that's what I was thinking, but that's what I was thinking. I I feel like after the year she's had, she's, like, she needs a win. She could benefit off of this. Yeah, she needs a big win. I like Um, the dog. Okay. Wrangle kid. (laughs) Would you be, would you agree to be, like, the next Cedric? Sure. Like if she's like, come live with me and Ken. Oh yeah. You have free reign of the house. Okay. I'm the new Cedric. Yeah. We'll work out together. Okay. Oh yeah. I'll help her with I her dolls. It. Like I said, I'll help change Ken's diapers occasionally. Um, <laughs> You'll sponge bath. You'll give him a sponge bath every once in a while. Yeah, you would get to hang out. Yeah, not like a regular thing. No, if every- Rosia wasn't around. Like you might step in to like help out. Maybe I think I, I, my presence would be more than. Uh, oh my! God, I'm blanking on her daughter's name. I know her daughter's name. Pandora. Pandora. Pandy. I would be there more than Pandora, but I, I would be like um, a presence. Like I don't want to replace her son, you know. But I would try to. I think that you could probably easily replace her son without even trying. Because last I read about Max, <laughs> Lisa did an interview with the Daily Mail where she was like just checking in to tell us about like what's new in her world, which is I guess she sold three shows over the past year. Congrats to her. She like did. somehow she continues to thrive even though like her restaurant empire has been shut down. And Vanderpump Rules is like TBD. But she was like, Max has continued. Like, he has been raised like loving charity. And now he's following his charitable instincts. And he's living in Idaho with like on a on like a farm with helping young troubled boys or something. And I was like. I've known enough people with their own troubles, and I know what it means when you go to Idaho to live with troubled boys. It means uh-huh. you are also a troubled boy. A troubled boy. <laughs> I yeah, did not it know is that. like um, so happy you told me that. Yeah, I was I was reading between the lines on that one as someone who has been a troubled teen, and I know Max is like a troubled young adult, so it seems. But I've known young adults past the age of eighteen that have gone to Idaho, and I would not be surprised if he's in the same place in Idaho that I had a friend's boyfriend go to. So, but I think that's good. I think Max needed to get out of LA. He did need to get out of of LA. And speaking of, you know, being a teenager, I myself went to such a place in Indiana uh, to help. Wait, really? Um, (laughs) Yeah. 
Oh my god, I went to I went to a place in California. Oh, well, look at that. We're kids. So we've all been. Oh my god, uh, troubled teens. We gather, we ride, we gather, we torch our lives. Solidarity. Um, solidarity for here's here's to the troubled teens. We keep things spicy, and then we end up semi institutionalized, and it traumatizes us even more. Yeah, that, that's um, cool. why don't we get into this episode of Summer House? Because there's a lot to break down. Yeah, we're talking about season five, episode ten, and it begins with Lindsay discovering that Stephen, aka Stravi, has shown up to the house, surprising her with a say anything moment. There are glow, there are battery powered candles on the lawn, a small boombox. He's holding flowers from a grocery store. And to me, this on the first watch, I was not impressed. And I didn't think that this would impress Lindsay. But on the second watch, I was kind of semi into it, maybe. What do you think? I think that it was a very sweet gesture sponsored by like Five Below. <laughs> it, he, it was a very nonchalant declaration of love, though. He was kind of like, you know, she's like, should I get my shoes? And he was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, sort of, I guess. Like, he I... is very <laughs> half in the bag <laughs> to me. <laughs> like, he wasn't sure what he. Yeah. And then the awkward kissing. There's something about I heart you, which just doesn't read the same as I love you. True, but I mean, I mean, I know he has really like limited expensive. those candles. Yeah, yeah, the, those candles don't pay for themselves. But like, I don't know. There's just something about it. I was like, this seems overall still kind of low effort. At the end of the day, it is low. It was. I thought it was very low effort considering what she was expecting from him when she talked about like what he did when they were courting. I was like, this is like something I could have done in high school. Like, this is not impressive enough for television. And I was, I, I wonder if she was more receptive to it because he had been gone and, like, maybe absence made the heart grow fonder and the pregnancy scare. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think she's also really horny and that <laughs> they do seem to have a great sex life. So I think she was just, like, excited mostly to fuck. Probably. I mean, I guess I can see that coming from him. Okay, I don't I don't know the history of the show. Why is he Steven slash Stravi? Like what what is up with that? That wasn't explained to me I in season five. Don't actually know the origins of Stravi. I think that's his his last name. Okay. It's like a it might be a nickname based off of his last name that mm. people call him. But I also am like I feel like if you're calling your boyfriend by his last name, it's not a real relationship. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thoughts on that? <laughs> that's, you know, now that you mentioned that, that is kind of, you know, it's very informal. Um, I, I'm thinking like, well, what, like, 
I thought maybe that was his last name. Like, what is his last name? Like Stradivarius? Like, I don't, I didn't understand. It probably is like a longer, <laughs> yeah. And then it's like Stravi, but it's a little bit too informal for me. It feels like it's not, it's not going to get more serious than. It's not. He's such a low key yeah. guy though. Like he's so, in a lot of ways, I feel like he's perfect for her because she's so much, you know? Yeah, and he's, and he's very like, go with the flow. He's like barely there. Like he's like five <laughs> minutes back into the house, he was back at his spot at his laptop. I'm like, what? where's the change here? Like, what did you want, Lindsay? Do you want more? Do you want better? I mean, they act like she's like turning 50 because she's turning 34. And I'm like, <laughs> Dame Lindsay. She feels the shudder of menopause in her future. Just like... <laughs> creeping in with every passing moment yeah i don't i'm stravi could be i'm just i'm shocked i'm shocked that after that whole kind of breakup and like the breakdown of their relationship that just happened and him going away and their semi-corporate like final like goodbye discussion on the phone yeah that he would that he came back to do this like i thought that they were both kind of like Done. very cooled off and it even shocked me that he was sending all those flowers like after the fact i agree like i like, feel like I, if i had that kind of fight it would be the end i mean he left in the middle of the night like he didn't even leave that morning like it was that was a pretty big deal i thought that was the last we were going to see of him so i don't understand i'm, I'm kind of like with sierra when sierra was like you know if that was me i'd be bawling like like <laughs> it was a very matter of fact thing. So I don't, I don't, I don't get Lindsay. I like Lindsay, but I don't understand her. And neither does Danielle. I don't either. So. And that's, yeah, no one understands <laughs> Lindsay, but I think she, that's like what I love about her because she is like kind of, she's unpredictable. I think she doesn't even really know what she wants and yeah. that we see that play out a lot in the season, but she knows like, she doesn't know what she wants, but with such conviction. And I yeah. love that about her. I think few things in life make as much sense as her being at ROTC. I think <laughs> that was like, boom. Okay. Big puzzle piece. Got it. What does that say about a person that they were in ROTC? <laughs> okay. So I actually was in ROTC for a semester. Okay, so let me just say that okay. first of all before I offend anyone. I ended up doing it because I, I was playing football. I stopped playing and I needed to do something. My counselor was like, you need to do something active. And I was like, well, I got this whole gay thing going on and I'm not cool with the jocks, so I don't want to do any sports. And ROTC <laughs> was, it counted as like, you know, an as sport. So I think that it fits for Lindsay because like, a lot of conviction, but with no like direction. Like somebody to tell you where to put that. Like she, mm -hmm. I think she would do very well in the military. I mean, yeah, she's dedicated. Yeah. Yes. And loyal. She goes hard at whatever mm -hmm. it is she's doing. I feel like I've said this a lot on the pod before, but I feel like she needs. Or maybe would benefit from like an older man. I said that, that too. That kind of guides her. Yeah. 
I said that to uh, my husband when we were watching. I was like, when she was saying what she wanted from Strafi, I was like, she needs somebody who's like on wife number two, already established, has time to plan these things, resources to plan these things to take her away, and have a slow conversation about when and if they want a baby. I think she'd be better off with somebody who was like 50. Mm-hmm. But I think she'd have to give up the ability to be like in the driver's seat of the relationship. Like, I feel like mm. she's scared to lose that kind of control because you have to like acquiesce a little bit in that kind of yeah. situation. That's right. That's but true. her controlling, like, controlling the relationship with Stravi still feels like it's like she's like mothering a young child at the end of the day. And I don't yeah. think that's what she really wants or would make her happy. No, she it seems like a big waste of time on her end. Um Amanda is a little bit salty about Stravi making this big gesture and having this moment on she and Kyle's anniversary. Um which I was like, okay, but it's your second it's like your second engagement anniversary. Like that's you gotta just get over it. And that's, that's not, not a thing. thing. And then she did and she was like I'm emotional and like just need to cry because she's usually very chill about this kind of stuff. So I was shocked to see her coming through. But then I was like, okay, she like she knows what's going on. Yeah, Amanda is. I've noticed from what just only knowing her this season, there's not a lot that I know about Amanda besides her relationship. Like, I feel like her relationship mm -hmm. with Kyle defines her quite a bit. And yeah. Being raised by a feminist, that kind of triggers me. But I do like Amanda, though. I like, I think she's fun, but I don't, I feel like I don't know her like I know everybody else, if that makes sense. That does make sense. I know her because I I'm, haven't watched all of seasons one and two, but I have watched enough of season one to know that like the relationship with Kyle is how Amanda's brought into the show. Cause she kind of started, I think they had dated and then she became like, she came into the show as like a booty call for oh, him. Okay. So they would meet up late at night. She'd come to the summer house and they'd hook up and then she'd leave. And then they got like, as they kind of got back together, became more enmeshed she like obviously now they're engaged and their relationship is what it is and her whole life is kind of this relationship to the even to the point that she is in business with him doing lover boy together Loverboy. so but with all of that being said it's like she does seem to be pretty level-headed like i depend on her for like level-headed energy so when she goes and veers into like, I'm kind of jealous. Like, why did this grand gesture happen on our anniversary? Like, I get triggered because I'm like, no, Amanda. Like, I need Amanda to just like have the Amanda perspective on things. And I can't have her be crazy because that will make so, me feel crazy. But then somebody on the Titanic yeah. needs to be in charge of the lifeboats. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that is. Yeah. And she's Amanda. like mommy energy. Mm -hmm. Amanda and Danielle. Like, they are the leveled heads yeah danielle's just like a real person who happens to be on a reality tv show totally which agree with that at this point is refreshing because you rarely 
see that kind of representation in the world of reality TV because it usually takes a specific personality to sign up for that job. That's true. And sometimes I forget she's in the house. Mm -hmm. Like I forget all about Daniel. So like, I'll be like, who is this woman with this? Oh, that's Danielle. (laughs) Shit. Yeah. There she is. She came out of her like eight hour zoom meeting (laughs) to join us. Cause she has, she works so much. I'm like, Oh my God. I can't imagine imagine, no like working being on a reality show working having to do my a nine to five job in my bedroom that's being filmed with like surveillance cameras at all time filming me zooming and like filming every like fart that may or may not like slip (laughs) out in the day and maintaining the sanity to then like join my castmates and have like a good attitude about partying or whatever drama is going down. Like she's a truly a jackdress of all trades. She is that her work-life balance is like top tier. I I've seen few people with that amount of job pressure who can take off that hat and be like, okay, I'm going to go put on a bikini and drink. Like I, I applaud her for that. Mm hmm. I love when Steven and Lindsay like sit down outside to like talk about their relationship status. And she goes, how did you get here? And he goes, I Ubered. (laughs) She had to ask the pressing questions. Like, how could you possibly make it here without me? I I... I just love he's Ubering all over the Hamptons. (laughs) He's like, I was out here for like an hour. Like, I didn't know you guys were going to dinner. I was like, you were talking to Kyle, but he didn't tell you that they were going to dinner. <laughs> like, that's fucked up. And I think that's, I think Lindsay loves that more than she loves the actual gesture itself. Like, I think that she likes that he had to kind of suffer for her love, for his love for her. I can see that with her past and like her, like her mom kind of like abandoning her. I think like proving that you love her is really important to Lindsay. And that's very, it's understandable. Yeah. Um, and, but I just, cause when she goes like, this was really sweet and I appreciate it so much. I feel like that's the kind of response, like that gave me the same energy as like Sierra's response to Luke when he gave her the flowers. And I was like, I don't think that that's, (laughs) yeah, this is so, such a sweet gesture. But it's not really, Sierra. But I don't think we'll be. Sierra is like a very interesting character. At first I thought she was like kind of made up. Because I'm like, you know, she's from ATL. Her name's Sierra. I'm like, oh, okay, this sounds fake. But. <laughs> and uh, she's not only a nurse but a model and you're just like wow <laughs> with the messiest room i've ever seen on reality television i can't wrap my head around it she doesn't care she's on like she's on tv like i don't i don't understand that like i no i the the <laughs> piles and the bed the just the mess that accumulates on a bed that then you also sleep in like she just it just blows groove. my mind. She has a groove like mm-hmm. me- like enmeshed into the the piles for her to sleep in, and I'm like, so you have absolutely no plans on having sex with any of these men who all want to have sex with you in this house. Like you are not entertaining <laughs> any gentleman callers in this place. 
I like that, but at the same time, it's a little triggering for me to see her. I'm just like, clean up your room. Like, I'm not even like a, a, a like type A person, but I'm like, girl, clean up your room. Like, I just wish I could like text her, girl. Yeah. Just like, you know that there's like cameras in the corners, right? Like your they see, see all the piles. Mm-hmm. Her mom, I like her mom, though, who keeps it real, like, on FaceTime, where she'll oh, yeah. be like, what did you do to your hair? Like, she's not having <laughs> anything. And I feel like that hair comment her mom made really, like, resonated, because then a few episodes later, she dyed her hair she darker. She did. She did. I noticed that. <laughs> I noticed that. And let's not forget, yeah. she became a nurse because her mother told her to. Yeah, so I feel like her if her mom was to tell her to clean her room, she would do it. Like if she I would Sierra's gonna be on that winter house spin-off show. I can't and wait. I'm inter- same. I'm so down. And I'm interested to see if her room ends up cleaner because her mom probably watched her on mm-hmm. Summer House and was like, This will not stand. You need to clean your room. Yeah, I didn't think I would like Sierra as much as I did, but she won me over like pretty quickly yeah and her personality is coming out more as the season goes on like i think it's also she's probably feeling more comfortable around these people who are all complete strangers to her which is a very difficult situation it's like hard enough to go be kind of like the maybe love interest of a guy with a house of people that you don't know, even if, if you're not filming a reality show, but when you are, it's just like, I can't imagine that amount of like self-consciousness and pressure that would generate. So now I feel like she's finding her groove and like making funny comments and I'm seeing more of like her personality and I'm into it. Well, she's pretty confident and she should be. She's like gorgeous and smart and she's very, I like that she's very clear about what she wants, what role Luke played, how she's not going there again. Like all of that was like, if my daughter was on reality television show like this, Sierra is exactly how I would want my daughter to behave. From yeah. what I see. I mean, Amen. <laughs> From what we <laughs> no, see. No, so far, so good. Mm-hmm. I also love the like, the level of daddy issues that are prevalent on summer house and yeah. like the fact that the cast the women are like talking about them is very meaningful to me as like a fellow person with daddy issues like you have hannah and her dad that yelled at you you have danielle and sierra i think whose fathers were like either absent or not around for a period of time yeah. and like I like that they talk about those issues and then and how they relate to like their relationship dynamics now it's a very realistic it's a lot of you know a lot of women have that story like a lot of like my friends like it's it's the father-daughter relationship is important as hell mm-hmm. totally um i love stravi is thinking that like this is really gonna like he and Lindsay will be back together and all as well and then he's like so what do we, where are we where do we stand and i love Lindsay goes i don't know maybe we could start with like a date and then he's like oh you like you think i should go back to the city and come back out here and take you on a date which i think he was really willing to do yeah. which i was shocked like the set something he's like 
he's whipped by her. I'm pretty oh, yeah, sure. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I and she's like she says she wants him to stay, and I think she's kind of like she's in it for the sex too. But I think he truly is like willing to put up with anything and do anything for this woman. He is. I think. I think he probably feels like he's dating out of his league. And I can't say that that's necessarily true, but I do know he's not a very tall man. And I hear that, you know, they have issues with that. I I wouldn't know, but that could be, that could be a part of it. (laughs) And I think he's a really nice guy. I do think he was willing to leave and come back again, but at the same time, he doesn't really want to do any of that stuff. Like he, like he, he almost looked like you want me to do something else. Like I thought this was like it, and I'm yeah. still mad he didn't bring a sandwich. Like I'm still mad at that. Like that was a no brainer. I know, or just like even just cold cuts and sandwich making materials. <laughs> no, I think Lizzie or like a foot, like a twelve made. foot long. He should, yeah, he should have made like a 12 foot long submarine sandwich and had that out on the lawn I made or this like have you. it delivered the next day for lunch. Yeah, like I know I made this for you and for all of your friends and I love you so much. That would have been a gesture. I know if one of my friends that would have been a gesture boyfriends made me a sandwich. I would probably forgive all the arguing that they have done and no doubt will continue to do in the middle of the night. Yeah, like any sort of food-related or delicious food-related apology goes a long way for me as well. (laughs) Not just anything. It's got to be good. It's got to be good, yeah. You can't just like phone in some like Kraft mac and cheese, even though I do love that. Like I need, I'm going to need like an artisanal like truffle mac and cheese like (laughs) ordered from a good place or you like had a chef make it for me. Like I'm going to need you to go above and beyond and present me with a delicious meal. But then you have bought my affection and forgiveness. Yeah, for at least like a few weeks until you breach it. And then you need to follow up with like another delicious Postmates scenario. I can dig that. Yeah. Lindsay says she wants him to stay. I just wrote horny. And because like, (laughs) you know, I knew the second that they like made out or when he's like, he's like, I think what I did at least deserves like a kiss. And she goes, hmm a hug maybe and then they like hug and then they start kissing and I was like okay like she's gonna get back together with him if they start having sex again she lets him stay like it literally is just a matter of time definitely like that I mean you've made up and like they said who is it I think it was either Danielle or Paige who said that like they never had any problems sexually so like that's a in relationships like that you have to be careful if you're trying to end it you cannot fool around with that like you have to like basically have those conversations with your coat on you have to be like actively leaving (laughs) or you Mm -hmm. get stuck in that (laughs) and i think that's exactly what happened and that's what we're going to see in the next episode from according to the the previews so yeah carl comes downstairs and i love he just like looks because he's been showering this whole time i like that he's just like over things and will do his own thing he comes downstairs and he's like wait what the fuck 
And I stand with Carlito. Like if Lindsay's happy, I'm happy. I just want her. Yeah. I just want her to have joy and be happy. Yeah. He's like, he's coming from like a non-affected, blameless third party way. Like, you know, he, I, I have friendships with a lot of women who I really have no, you know, horse in that race. Like, as long as he's not bad to you, I'm not going to go into it as deep as, like, some of our female friends will. And that's because women can never lie to other women about men. But they can mm-hmm. lie to, to lie to men about their relationship. Like, we won't know. <laughs> like, if you say he's great, unless I see him, like, shoving cake in your face, like, eat the cake, I don't know anything's wrong. But women, like, see everything. You know, be, oh, oh, did you see? Yeah, so I get why Carl has that point of view plus carl has a lot on his plate anyway so yeah there's a lot to deal with also like you probably don't know this since you came in at this season but carl and Lindsay slept together last season or i don't know actually if they fully fucked but he fingered her and they had like a flirtation and went on a date that maybe was trying to turn into a relationship but then he kind of squashed it and they got over it and now they're friends again. I did not know that, but so I do remember the girls night where she talked about how big his hands were. I do remember that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That and she brought up fingering. So, which she okay. tends to do a lot, which I appreciate from her. <laughs> Paige is FaceTiming Perry and she seems to really be going through like an existential crisis and she's like i feel like my life is falling apart and he's like what can you explain like is it me and she's like no it's not you and like i can't explain and i kind of love that because i'm I'm like what is Paige? i want to know what is she going through really Paige has first of all i love Paige. she's one of the characters that i gravitated to first when i started watching it She's very, like, no nonsense, matter of fact. She's like, she's like a white woman of color. She's so, <laughs> like, I, she's I really Italian like after all. <laughs> okay, well, then there you go. Yeah. And she, mm-hmm. I love that no matter, as a friend, like, no matter what you go through, it can be a truly harrowing experience, like a terrible breakup or whatever. And she will never not be able to say, I told you so. And that makes me feel seen. Like, I like that about her. <laughs> like, I am that friend. Yeah, and she brings levity. She brings levity to, like, situations in a funny way. Like, she doesn't seem try hard or, like, yeah. like trying to be funny. She just is kind of naturally, like, witty and funny. And I appreciate that about her. Which is odd concerning well. that she does try really hard on Instagram. So it's, like, for her to be so effortless, effortless and everything else is, like, so funny to me. Yeah, it's a lot like I follow her Instagram. I'm just shocked. I'm shocked at the sheer amount of energy and commitment it takes to to have like a fully influencer fashion Instagram. Because like I remember like in college following a lot of bloggers and like being like, wow, that seems cool. But they really only had to post like once like a story on their blog once every few days or something like that. And Instagram, it's like 
you have to post like three great pictures a day with captions like with new outfits tagging everyone like it's a whole it is like a full-time job but you can make a pretty good living in it i don't know what is going on with Paige's life um it was good to see her mom though we saw like a couple of moms this episode um Mm -hmm. i like that Paige's mom was like dressed like it was nighttime during the day which means she's a lot of fun so <laughs> I enjoyed that and she we got to see Paige cook. I Paige like her life seems fine to me. So maybe we'll see more of that later. I I don't I'm Yeah, confused. like I'm I think I'm trying to put my finger on it. I guess it, I think that she's not happy with Perry, but then we find out later in the episode like Han, she's like I wish Perry were here and Hannah's like have you ever told him that you want him to come and she goes no and I was like well no wonder you're not happy with this relationship because you literally just like don't tell this express like your needs to your man yeah because she, she was like what did she say like he's the guy so he should be like taking charge I guess mm-hmm. but I'm like it's COVID yeah. he should have to like quarantine there's a lot of planning that would go along with that now if she's talking about past seasons i don't know but as of this season like you can't just show yeah, up at somebody's he, house no and he has i think he's he's not like totally off the show like he'll he came and like dropped her off this season he was like a little bit around last season but he's not like a he wouldn't be like a friend of the cast or like have his own talking head moment so i don't know I don't know if it's like he's drawn a line in the sand that's like, I don't want to be on reality TV. Like I'll do, I'm not going to make it weird, but I'm not, I don't want to be on the show like at all. So like me coming to visit even for a day is out of the question. Cause I just don't want to be filmed. Or if it's like, I'm just busy and like, I don't want to come and hang out. I feel like it's probably like, I don't want to be filmed and their lifestyles are probably very different. Yeah, for somebody like her, that could be a really big hurdle in their relationship because she's such a public figure. Um, mm-hmm. She also could and just she's be horny. Now doing this, yeah. I mean, it would definitely her. be hard to go through summer of twenty twenty quarantining in a house with a bunch of people and like they're all hooking up, and you're just like, great. I'm gonna sleep with my clothes. <laughs> sleep in the midst of a closet which is kind of I find to be somewhat soothing like I remember when I lived in Chicago I had like a like a walk-in storage closet that I just turned into my closet and on days when I was really hung over I would just kind of go make a nest in there and just like lay in there and it was a way to just feel centered again so like I'm not bothered by Paige's closet room and bed like the yellow bedspread bothers me it's just like not a soothing color but like just being surrounded by clothes that I like and like chilling is good sleeping in a closet for comfort that's a very Sylvia Plath thing um i love that well it was a it was a dark time yeah it was there were ups and downs during that period of time i love that (laughs) i don't get like it's not a bad like she could sleep in that room like i if that was my room i would just sleep in like the bed's completely clear i mean i wouldn't want to sleep with hannah every night so 
Yeah, I just it also was enlightening when Paige is like, well, I'm cleaning our like shared room because Des is coming today and I'm like messy but clean and Hannah is like dirty. Yeah. And that that painted a picture because I'm I'm down to like share a bed with a friend if like both of our hygiene is at the same place. But like I don't want to share a bed with a friend that has like dirty feet. You know what I mean? Like if they're, yeah. if it's a person that's like not going to wash their feet before they put them in a bed, then I'm like, we don't share beds. Like <laughs> this is a non-starter. <laughs> yeah. Like I need you to just be like, I feel like that's pretty reasonable to ask, but I've had friends like in college, like had a girlfriend that was, she was like a dirty foot person who then tried to put feet in a bed and I was I would find myself having to like politely say which caused some friction in our relationship me asking her just to like do a quick foot rinse like get your walking on the street feet out of my bed yeah like we live in a city an urban area where you wear like open-toed shoes and sandals oh, no, you're not, get foot not you sandals you can't go you know no, a sandal into no rinse of the foot no. into like a bat. You can't do that. You cannot do that. But some I, people I do. Some people operate on a sandal to bed foot journey. That is. But they'll awful. just have to sleep alone. They're not sleeping with me. <laughs> that reminds me of a, a, a trauma, a traumatic experience where I had a flip flop break on me and I had to walk one foot at home through manhattan i thought my foot was going to fall off by the time i got home it is a nightmare scenario anybody listening it was no my jaws on the floor i'm short of breath i was like in chelsea (laughs) i live in brooklyn so i had to walk through chelsea and then once i got i took the train and then i was like sitting on train i was like what am i doing i should have took a car so i like immediately got off the train and took a car from once i got to brooklyn but i i don't know why i didn't do that before too late at that point but if you've gotten onto public transportation with one bare I was foot hopping. you're not saving you're not <laughs> i was drenched in sweat hopping <laughs> and then like i would get tired and then i put like the little thong between my toe and then like do like this like crip slide it was a, a very people looked at me like i was losing my and i was also drunk so people look, were looking at me like i was losing my mind i'm a six foot four 280 pound man yeah, that's my life. Crying, I love the commitment to the hop. It kills me. I because I would just go. I probably either would try and get a cab, or I would just give in to like a barefoot journey and be like, "This is what it is. Like I'm gonna get ringworm for sure, or like the worst athlete's foot you could possibly imagine." And like I'm just one footing at home, like one barefoot, one flip flop home. There was no way I was going to get a cab in Midtown at one o'clock in the morning <laughs> as a black man that was not going to happen for me to go to brooklyn no not to go to brooklyn at all yeah that's a, they would have like rolled on the window and spat order. on me <clears throat> so that's so yeah so I it was a one definitely washed my probably foot. a good workout though yeah drenched in sweat when i say drenched i look like i've been swimming <laughs> drenched in sweat you, it's like leg day, but just for one leg. <laughs> as big as I am, it was a all body. It was a full body hit workout to get down those <laughs> stairs. It was Jesus. 
You're like one of my legs, I imagine. One of your legs is being extremely more muscular than the other just from that like intense day, like that intense hour of work, just at like your height and weight. And then it's always been that way ever since. People laughed at me. Flip flop gate. It was a down, a very, <laughs> it was a down point. It was my sleeping in the closet point of my life. Hey, but we've all been there. Um, Paige. Okay, wait. So Hannah's getting ready for Des to come over, and she puts on an outfit that I truly can't abide by. And then that. turns to Paige and goes, "What did you think? What do you think of this outfit?" And then Paige says, "I love it," which I was like, "I don't love that." And I really think that you should go for like maybe just a dress or like a t- a t shirt and shorts. Like I can't do like a milkmaid. It was like a milkmaid cosplay it it was it looked like like a milkmaid like what was it like seersucker i don't under like i don't know what the material was like it gingham was, or something it was not a good look uh for her well, i i can't say who it probably would look great on sierra that's probably the only person i think they're probably gonna pull it up a model well, maybe yeah that's a model yeah or Paige, but she's like also a model essentially like i just think though. yeah like after a certain point it looks also like an outfit that you would dress a baby in you know what i mean like if you were to just have a toddler and you want to stroll her around it's like a toddler kind of outfit and so like i understand the urge that women have to want to be baby in that way because like i have to battle that and make adult decisions to like not dress like a toddler sometimes like we all are faced with them you girls listening like you cannot go down a, to- a path of toddler no. like fashion wise unless it's your page or your sierra and it's like for a photo shoot it's your job or i guess since if you're a model you can you can go to a place of toddler and it's fine but like not not any it doesn't work for anyone else it it wasn't really a great time to do it considering her des is uh, a number of years older than her i don't know how many i don't know how old hannah is but I think she's 30. Okay, so this man is like 14 years older than her. That's not, she shouldn't have been trying, mm. she shouldn't have been looking younger. Um, I'm also, <laughs> I was surprised at how much older the men are because, like, like Carl and we talk about Lindsay's age, but like Carl and Kyle, like they're older than, than me. Like they're, I'm like, you're older than that. And, like yeah. when, Kyle, when Kyle was like, you know, oh, he's, is this my dad? I'm like, dad, he's like six years older than you do. Like what? <laughs> he can't be your dad. Yeah. I think even like he's maybe like four or five years older than Kyle. Yeah, like they are essentially the same, the same age, age, but then look so different. They do. Like, they do. Look which different. I mean, I think Carl and Kyle and the men on the show have have a lot of like there's a lot of peter pan syndrome going on so and like arrested development so i think of them as being like emotionally they're like 29 or 28 but like on paper they're entering their 40s which i think is actually very representative of like most straight men i know at my who are like around my age hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sydney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched, if I do say so myself. I've noticed that, and I think our listeners have noticed too, because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com.
And then Dez, what did you think of Dez? Dez looked like he played a lot of gigs. Like, yeah, I know he's a comedian. He looked mm-hmm. like he's had a lot of experience on the circuit. Like, he, I, if you would have told me Dez was like 55, I would have been like, he's a good looking 55, but he is a harsh 44. Mm-hmm. But I, I was like, he's a little too comfortable on camera for me. He's a comedian, so I kind of, I think he's kind of used to just being you on. You understand. I felt like he was just being on. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the impression I got. Like, when he told, like, Paige, like, shut up and, like, whatever, like, jokingly, I'm like, do you even know her? Like, I was like, <laughs> yeah, like, her, I, right? I, I felt like, no, I think they've met, like, on FaceTime or okay. whatever. Or, like, it seems like they've probably, like, FaceTime. it seems like they FaceTimed a lot from bed while Paige is laying oh, next true. to Hannah. So he's probably talked to her a lot, like, and his comfort levels, I, I enjoyed his comfort levels with, like, Paige and Sierra, like, as... Because those are Hannah's like good friends in the house, and it was like oh, okay. And like the first watch, I was like, I found myself liking Des a lot. Yeah, but then the too. second time, I was like, well, he's hamming it up. Maybe he's too comfortable, or like, I just worry about. I guess I worry about relationships that spawn on reality TV, where like you, as the significant other, get to come onto a show right away, and then you're yeah. just like in it so easily i get suspicious of that but then i hear what you're saying about him being a comedian and i'm like okay yeah like it makes sense that he would just be like showtime i, I kind of got that um vibe from him but and I, and I did like him like he did seem he was a you know an affable guy he was cool with the girls but with luke saying like you know he doesn't really like him i could totally see that too well yeah i mean they're polar opposites both looks wise, like personality wise, <laughs> like probably like brain power wise. Like yeah, I can see where they would like butt heads. And also like Luke has to know that Hannah has been just talking shit about him constantly to Des. So Des has like a negative opinion of him in the first place. Poor Luke. I know. I know. I've never thought I would feel sorry for Luke, but now here we are. And I actually feel really bad for the I guy. I too. And it doesn't hurt that he looks like a handsome puppy, but I feel like everybody's like dumping on him and he didn't, he didn't get scared. Like, it's funny. Like when I think about it, I laugh, but ultimately I do feel bad. I'm like, everybody's just like, oh, his summer's not going the way he wanted it to. And I'm like, everything that's going in the world, going on in the world and the hot guy didn't have the summer that he wanted. Oh, and I still feel bad about it. What does that it was not me? white boy summer for him. It was not. And he... <laughs> He deserves a white boy summer. <laughs> Maybe this summer he'll get the white boy summer of his dreams. We can only hope. I hope yeah, so. Luke is he I think he the I'm glad that we see now the flip side of like the Hannah and Des situation because it seem he gets a little bit of retribution. It's not just like, oh, this is a bad guy. Yeah. Because I was truly like I was like Luke fucking sucks. He's manipulative, like blah, blah, blah. And then now, I mean, I literally am like the most manipulated person by Bravo. Like, whatever they tell me, my opinion just changes like week to week with whatever the show says. But now I'm like, oh man, like that sucks for Luke. But it, what sucks the most is to like get played in the way that he did on a show by Hannah. Like, I don't, I don't 
the emotional element of their like love affair or whatever it was like that doesn't seem as much of a betrayal to me as it would be to be filmed with this woman painting this whole picture of like how what an awful person you are and then like a few weeks later she has like the love of her life like come bounding into the house and saying like oh this guy was always on the back burner like this was like my backup plan and then you're just like wait what the fuck like you just made me look like an asshole on a show that we're filming and that would that would really sit poorly with me i was angry for him like so you were doing exactly mm-hmm. what you were mad at me for doing talking to somebody else while talking to me like it was i mean i'm not surprised i think i think hannah's low-key evil so mm-hmm. i'm not surprised that that's the case but i'm like i'm surprised at how flaunty she is about like she sees no problem with showing that that's what she's done like, almost like she thinks people aren't going to be able to put it together and that's what surprises me yeah it's very brazen but i also think i think that she and des are very well matched like i, I see the spark between them it seems they both seem like equally as obsessed with each other we you know all know that they're fucking all over that house especially Kyle's and seem bathroom. to have like yeah like great sexual chemistry <laughs> so like i'm I'm like, maybe she's just blinded by love and doesn't realize in the moment, like, what a hypocrite she's being. Cause she's just like, wow, like, this thing didn't work out. And I felt like shit. But then actually, this guy is like amazing and like the love of my life, like the man I'm gonna be with. So I'm kind of trying to like find a way to give her the benefit of the doubt. But I do think that she's been like psychotic this season. And I she think is- like her fucking and Kyle and Amanda's bathroom was a little bit like, come on. I mean, you know I, exactly what you're trying to do. Exactly. And I think that's also like kind of what she's doing with this, too. I think it's kind of like a little, you know, shank to Luke. Like, you know, here he is. I'm flaunting him in front of you. Nobody here wants you. I got this guy that I'm having sex with constantly. And just like I feel like the bathroom is a little slight against Kyle. I think that's a little slight against Luke. And I still believe that if Luke was just like, you know, okay, Sierra's off the table. I really want to be interested in you and date you. I think that Hannah would still do it. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't even think about that. But like, <clears throat> if he had like a come, if he had a Stravi moment with Hannah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I mean, she would. I could see like, her doing that too. He ejaculated in her mouth twice. That bomb <laughs> dropped on me. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> that completely changed what I thought about what went on between them i was like okay so you definitely should have known that you were not going to be with him (laughs) like you should have known based on just that based on just that and the fact that you never had sex and he didn't date you you should have known that you weren't going to be his girl yeah i mean i feel like that's a common situation where or I don't even know because actually people that I know or or women that I know that have been in like quote unquote situationships are Mm. still fucking the guy like they're not just like sleeping with them and have blown them two times like there's more there sexually 
So that just the fact that it's like we're not gonna fuck, but like maybe I'll let you like suck my d- that. That's really you are in a friend zone. That is like a gay friend zone. That is that is. Yeah, you're right. That's bad, and that's that should have been a very big red flag to her. I've I've always said that I think that part of being taught in high school, I think that women should go back. I think like single women in their 30s should go to high school and teach health classes to teenage girls. And I think that they should educate the young ones as to what they can expect in certain ways and what should happen. Because somebody somewhere should have told Hannah that that is not going to lead you where you want to go with this guy. Yeah. I mean, like, having, like, casual sex with him probably wouldn't have either, but then at least, like, there would be sex. If, like, that's something you want. Yeah. And, like, just blowing someone twice and, like, like, being allowed, not even just blowing someone, but being allowed to give someone two (laughs) blowjobs is almost even more humiliating. It's very humiliating. I would have never even wanted to admit that. I... I would have been like, I'm just going to keep that to myself. And then you flash to Sierra, who's like met his family, met his mom and everything. They've hooked up multiple times. It's like, and they're like, when she was arguing, I'm like, you two are not the same. Like, you keep trying to make these situations the same. They're not the same. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm feeling like a whole new level of like secondhand embarrassment. And then also thinking about like past guys that I've like had a crush on who like maybe like didn't like it was clear like oh they don't want to fuck you and then now I'm just like having my own like secondhand embarrassment for myself if a guy just does like guys I think it's fair to say want to fuck everything and anything all the time true so if there's like a line in the sand of a guy saying no to sex with you he probably just like genuinely isn't interested in you in that way. There, I will say this as a you know as a as a pansexual gay man, I will say this. Women have a lot of like things that they want in a partner. Like you know, they want a good dad. They want somebody who's smart, honest, funny. They have a whole list of things that they like want in a partner. Men have things that they want in a partner, but at the very top of the list is somebody that they want to fuck the shit out of. And if that's not on the list, then everything else doesn't really matter with guys. That's just the way. <laughs> that's my experience with guys. If you don't have that from them, then move on. Like, I, I was like, I literally had this conversation with, with um, my husband while I was watching. And I was like, because I, I was a fuckboy in my day. And I kind of went back and forth with my husband for like a year before we um, mm-hmm. got together because I was in a relationship with somebody else and we had a break and then I met my husband and I liked him and then I got back with my ex and I ghosted him. And I felt bad. So then after that relationship ended, I spent like six months trying to get my husband to go out with me because he was like done. He was like, no, I'm like done. So like I like constantly like, you know, let's go out now, let's go out now. And then finally he said, yeah. So like I own my fuckboy days. You have to make amends for that shit. I like Hannah in a lot of ways. <laughs> I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she got she got played. 
and Luke played that game and he made the biggest mistake of all for your game to work these women can't they shouldn't know each other at all yeah and they damn sure shouldn't be spending hours upon hours at a time in a house together it was a very sloppy he got cocky con he ran he got cocky he got yeah he's he's like i'm hot i can do this yeah he overplayed it big time yeah because women will like i feel like movies and Vanderpump Rules are like the places, the only places where I've seen it's like, and TV shows like Gossip Girl or something where like women will hate each other and like compete at all costs and mm-hmm. like take each other down. But mostly women will trade, compare tell each other notes. everything they know, get, yeah, compare notes, get everything out there and then end up aligning and then will take you down. So like it, the rumors that you've heard are not true like luke specifically that's actually great because from my experience with gay guys that's not what they do <laughs> they do not mm-hmm. get her notes to come together <laughs> no they will fight each other over that guy and that's probably just stupid male testosterone see we are not the advanced species maybe like everyone has gotten it like all wrong it's been all backwards it's all backwards along. That's i feel like yeah mm-hmm. the and maybe i'm i mean like women in their 20s handle things a little bit different than like women in their late 20s or 30s but like it's always i'd always just rather know more and compare notes and then like let's both never make this mistake again and then we're better for it yeah which reminds me of Lindsay right quick Lindsay being 34 like she's been with Stravi for what a year i can see mm-hmm. why she's hesitant to let the relationship go i think at 34 that's kind of old to have a relationship that only lasts a year. Like, I feel like the yeah. stakes should be higher when you, like, either you're committed or you're not. And I think that might be part of why she wants to, like, try to let it go. Or continue, rather. Just, like, to, oh, to continue with to it. To try yeah. with it, because, like... I mean, I understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that she probably was not i think she was attracted to him but probably not into him on like a deeper level beyond that and is like trying to find trying to find that deeper level yeah and probably will come up realizing time after time that it's just not necessarily there for her even though he is he does say things and I think he does mean it when like she tells him about the pregnancy scare and he's like later on in the episode, he's like, when you told me, like, I didn't even flinch, like I was down and it was fine. And I think he's being honest, but I don't think that he is the one for no, her. Like I'm with Danielle on that. I think them having a baby, especially right now, would be a terrible thing to do. Like awful, yeah. like mm-hmm. bad. I absolutely agree. <laughs> yeah, like I understand like she should obviously do what it is that she feels is right, but 
I think also if you're in that situation, you need to just accept like, I'm not going to be with this person, but we will have this child together. But that does not have, that doesn't mean anything for like our romance and relationship. It's just like something that's happening. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which it seemed like she was, she was understanding like that concept when she was explaining to Danielle, like what her, feelings were about like a possible pregnancy i get why she would want to keep it like i do i get that so yeah i think after when you're in your 30s like it's like you start to feel like you're too old to have an abortion where you're just like i can't do like the abort like i'm not in like 19 or in my 20s like even though it is like you should and can do what you want at any age it just feels like oh now i have to have this because there's something kind of weird about having an abortion in my 30s but i think also if you're if it's gonna be like a very strained relationship with a guy like i don't know yeah end abortion stigma that's true (laughs) and 30 something and 40 something abortion stigma i think there's something about get in an abortion where you're not like you know 20 or 19 and you have like your whole life ahead of you like she has her job she doesn't have to worry about finishing school like she could take care of a baby and so i think Mm -hmm. that's i get i think that's a good way for her to look at it if i was in her situation i would look at it that way it wouldn't be the same as if i was like you know just like finishing college and i'm like oh crap i'm knocked up like that would be a totally different vibe but you yeah. know, I'm not a woman. Being so I, like I can't realizing, say. no, yeah, like, but realizing that you have, you could make space in your life to like have a child. It's not gonna like make you totally like destitute or put like a ton of strain on you. It just adds another element to the like, oh my god, like, am I ready for this conversation that you have yeah. to have with yourself? And then it's like, I don't know. It's like when you realize that you can. Does that mean you also should and or like are you doing something wrong then by choose like by choosing not to or like and also just knowing that you're it be in your 30s or late 30s or whatever and you you don't know like if that will arise again as yeah. like a thing that you could possibly do like maybe this is your shot it's just like so many other factors come into play well i'm not like like i said of course obviously i'm not even a woman and like my biological clock is like thinking like you know i love that i can i have you know disposable income and i can get drunk at noon if i want to but sometimes like you know i want to like body slam somebody on the sofa like you know i want like a kid like sometimes so I can totally understand mm-hmm. her. Like, you know, if this is the way it comes to me, this is the way it comes to me. I'll, I'll do it. So, I, yeah, it's her decision, yeah. but I agree with that. I want, I want her to, like, I want her to have her, like, 50-something husband baby and be, like, the second wife with, like, one or two kids. She definitely could. Like, she could, she, maybe she could just, like, completely move into, like, Real Housewives, just, like, completely segue into like roni i would love that i want her and yeah like her and tinsley to go on roni i didn't think i missed tinsley but i do i was not i wasn't ready for the departure of one tinsley mortimer i wasn't either but i still feel like love, shit won her back 
I love the episode title of that where she leaves. Love them and leave them. Chef's kiss. <laughs> love it. It came too soon for me, and I was shocked, and then left in a state of mourning. I also need Dale back. Oh yeah. The good old days. We've been robbed of Dale. <laughs> um, Des and Kyle meet, and Des and Luke meet. And when Luke meets him, they have like kind of an awkward interaction. Then Luke goes, look forward to chatting with you more, which is like, it's just like a networking opportunity for him. But Luke is like, I don't know what he's like a territorial little dog. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand the motivation. He's like, he wants to be like, like I am the hot guy. Everybody wants, Like he just refuses to let that go. Like that's so it's it's adorable and sad mm-hmm. but I, I don't get it like, well it's also like yeah he can't go out and like spit game at people out at clubs or anything so really these were his only shot like for six weeks i probably for the entire summer because like who knows what he did after summer house started filming and like we all know the way that like 2020 continued to go like this was a shot at sex and maybe fleeting happiness. And it just like totally came crumbling down for him. I totally forget how hard it is for straight men to get laid. I always forget. <laughs> it's such a, it's a constant. Is it that hard for them? Compared to my reality as a single man, yes. <laughs> it's okay, yeah. I very, guess like it actually is like very easy to get laid as a gay very man. Very easy, like. It's more difficult to like remember somebody's name. It's it's very like, and then I love like you hang out with them and and straight men like you know talk about like oh you know I hooked up blah 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 and like you know I met her after the club blah blah blah. And I'm like, man, get laid on a Tuesday morning, and <laughs> then we can talk. Like this is not a story. Like have two people come. Yeah, over they on really a do. Morning. You have to go. <clears throat> You have to go through so much as a straight person. Like, there's a lot of pageantry involved. And women deserve it. I mean, I think some... Yeah, and, like, some straights, I'm sure they, like, do... There are some straights that get laid on Tuesday mornings. But, like, in the straight world, you're kind of fluctuating in, like, a different sort of dating pool with, like, the the Tuesday morning, like, meet online and come over and fuck. (laughs) Like, in the gay world, that's, like, a normal thing, or you would go somewhere. Like, it's, like, sex is very normalized in that way, and, like, and you're not, like, oh, that's kind of, like, a weirdo that, like, that would want to, like, just pop over at, like, 10 a.m. during his, like, right after his Zoom meeting for a quick fuck. It's, like, the straights that do that kind of thing, you need to ask yourself, like, are they murdering someone? I, I or do that. they have intentions to murder? I want that for straight people. Like, I, I've always wanted... I want straights and gays to learn. I want gays to learn certain pageantry from straight people. I want straight people to loosen up sexually like gay people. Like, you know, I, I would like that for them. Yeah, I would like it too. I think... You're right. We have a lot. We all have a lot to learn from each other. These communities need to be trading way more info. Once we get rid of gender roles, separation. Then we can yeah. get it done. Do you think that's the key? Definitely okay. treating girls that you know. This is probably a heavy topic, but 
treating girls that they shouldn't like, you know, have desires and all this stuff, like all of that stuff is not, nobody taught me that I shouldn't have sexual desires. They let them run wild, you know, it's a totally different vibe. And then I think it'll empower a lot more women. I think it'll give men a lot more perspective on what women go through in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I think it'll just be good for everybody involved to like not have to yeah. subscribe to those societal bullshit norms in some ways. I would like to see that. I would like to see like it's like I feel like I've been seeing like gays like on vacation like on nude beaches or just like sun-soaked like hanging out naked on quilts and like wearing beaded necklaces and then like fucking and I'm just like what like how this would never happen in like straight world being gay is a lot of fun (laughs) it's not as much fun as being black but it's a lot of fun yeah I mean (laughs) you guys have it fucking good um let's see where are we Paige cooks lobster pasta, mm. which me, gave me a craving for me some too. lobster pasta. I just want like a, I want like a shellfish, like a lobster dinner of some sort, like lobster pasta, lobster rolls, like oh, French yeah. fries. Lobster rolls. Right? So I want good. like a summertime. I know. Some French And egg. Danielle lets everyone know. Ugh. Don't even <laughs> get me. <laughs> Oh, I'm not that. drinking this year, but Froze would Me be either. that's like the most tempting thing. Oh, really? Yeah. We stopped drinking. I love that. It's it's been a actually it's been pretty good. Way better than I thought it would be. Yeah. It's kind of the a good time to do it because it's like still quarantine vibe, so you're not as tempted. But I'm definitely now hitting that like the the I guess I'm at like totally three months now and that's starting to creep into my mind like just have a glass like a glass of wine or like is it really that bad or like i'm just doing a little bit of bargaining with myself though i have not this earlier this week i was working i I was working on a, a like a tv show shoot in manhattan and so it was filming in hell's kitchen and so like you know you have covid testing now and all this stuff so like i'm you know we're going back and forth between sets and all this stuff and all I see, because it was a, it, this, the filming took like all day from like 8 a.m. to like 6. But slowly but surely, like all the gays are like coming out. They got the shorts on and tank tops. They're drinking outside. And I'm like, oh boy, I miss this. But at the same time, you all don't have to be here. Like I'm having like so many conflicting opinions, but it's like, it's definitely going to come back. And it's, I'm like, how am I going to not drink when the brunch invitations start to come back? And I'm not going to just sit there. Well, I'm supposed to just sit there and, and drink like seltzer, like Carl. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah, it's a seltzer. It's going to be a seltzer journey. Spindrift, mm-hmm. like grapefruit spindrift has been good to me, like in a social situation mm-hmm. or like a sparkling water. Um, And then also just like kind of leaving early or knowing when to when to leave. Right. That's true. Before I start, it's hard, but it's like, I know, because it's like the summer, I feel like 
it's going to get harder as things open up and then you're just like around people who are drinking and Frosé especially like once you said that I was like I miss Frosé on the beach that's the move like that's something I could look forward to right now yeah and New York actually had like LA doesn't do Frosé really because I think people are way too calorie conscious here so Mm -hmm. there was never like a really good place to get Frosé like it was always an east coast thing or like um a Provincetown thing, which had like the best fucking rosé I've ever had. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's everywhere here. It would like last the last it's few everywhere. summers. It's been like everywhere, like down at the the beach, um, like Coney Island, Reese Beach, like everywhere you go. It's like and it's like good. And it's like I enjoy it. It's I miss it. I know. I've have you had any dreams that you've drank? I dreamt. Funny story. I dreamt that I was drinking with Kenya Moore and I was her assistant and I didn't understand how that happened. And like most of the dream was me asking, but why am I here? I have these weird dreams that have no real context. (laughs) And in the dream, I'm asking questions like, you know, like I'll dream I'm back in high school and like I'll be in the hallway and the teacher will be like, you're late for class. And I'm like, I don't go here. I graduated years ago. Why am I here? And of course, in the dream, the, the person ignores me like I don't say it. So I have this really crazy thing, but I dreamt that I was like drinking. Get this. I was drinking Skinny Girl with Kenya Moore. Uh, (laughs) What's wrong with me? There's so many layers to this dream. I like that you're cognizant in your dreams that you like don't belong there. It's it's driven me crazy my whole life because like I don't understand. It doesn't make sense to me, but it's like. It's never acknowledged. It's like, this is the script and we're just going to keep going. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's very strange. Fascinating. I've had a couple, I've had a few dreams that I've like been drinking or gotten drunk. And like, then in the dream, I have a moment where I'm like, damn it. Like I didn't, like I fucked up, like didn't figure, like didn't complete my year mm-hmm. resolution of like not drinking or whatever. So then. I take that as like a good sign that I this is like something I want to be doing. And even if it's hard at times, like it's worth the commitment, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. at least marijuana is yeah. legal here now. So I know I'm like edibles have been good yeah. to me this year and psychedelics. I can do that. That's, I don't say no to. That'll probably be what my <laughs> summer consists of. I was always more of a weed smoker than a drinker anyway. OK, but so, yeah, yeah. I have a good it. edible combination I can give you offline that's like been a good go to in a social situation. Please slide in my DMs with that. Thank you, please. Okay. You got it. Um at dinner, Des decides to tell everyone that he and Hannah didn't kiss on the first date, but on the second date they fucked. <laughs> and then start and I was just like, damn, like you guys are really just laying it all out there for everyone and that was a little bit like his comfortability with that and I guess he's comfortable because she's comfortable with it like otherwise he wouldn't say it but I was just like whoa like okay guys I saw like I said I saw a ham comedian who has like no shame like that as a comedian that's one of the first things to go your shame and he had Mm -hmm. no problem talking about that and Hannah for all of her I don't know mental things I think Hannah's probably pretty much alive while you're in bed, honestly. So. Yeah. 
even when they jumped on each other later, like after everyone left for the boat ride and she like jumped up and then he was like, I was like, oh, they have good sex. Like their bodies seem like they fit together well. And like, I get it. He seems like sensual. He like wrapped his whole leg like around her and everything. I'm like, okay, I I think I see what's going Mm -hmm. on. Luke realizing the timeline of Hannah and Des after Des goes the second date we fucked and Luke just goes really <laughs> I picture like a bunch of like equations like that like meme with that equation like floating over his head and he's just like like he's actually figuring something out I know it's like the first time he's done math in his life Ever. and like successfully come up with the answer <laughs> Later on, Lindsay's laying across her bed, and I just love, like, Stravi's there, and she goes, I have bruises everywhere. My tit is out. And, like, Stravi's like, you're killing it, babe. And I was just <laughs> loving, like, it just made me love her even more. Everybody like, should have She that. can do no wrong in my book. Friend of the pod, Alan Morse, who was on a past episode, was texting me yesterday, and she made a really good point that she said, Lindsay is, like, Stassi and Kristen without any of the bad parts and I was like you're so right about that I guess yeah I guess that I know you're not as much of a Vanderpump head but but yeah I've heard the drama about those people though so Mm -hmm. yeah I guess I would say like she's a character that I'm actually well I'm sorry a person that I'm (laughs) kind of surprised I like because like normally I don't it takes me a while to warm up to somebody that's like a Lindsay type of person. And same thing with Kyle. Like they're very like bossy um, people. And as a middle child, I kind of have an aversion to bossy people because, you know, my older sibling was bossy to me. And I've carried that, unfortunately, throughout my life. So I normally I'm like, sh- like slow to like those people. But even despite their flaws, especially by flaws, mostly Kyle. I still find myself liking them, and I like her. It's, I guess yeah. it's a testament to her. I think it is, and him, because I feel like I was turned off by both of them the most when I first started Same. watching, but now they're some of the people that I like the most. Yeah, there's a charm to their abrasiveness. Like, I don't know if, I don't know if that's the word. Or they're very, they're authentic I think they're authentic to themselves. Yeah. And that wins me over after like a period of exposure. Yeah. Like I like the part in this episode where Paige is like, Kyle, you're so bad at gossip. I just can't even she's like, I can't even fathom it. <laughs> and he's just like, Yeah, like and I'm like, Yeah, he doesn't seem like the type to really do that. Like he and I was like, Yeah, you're cool, Kyle. Yeah, Kyle's like he I think he just cares. He cares about his friends and he wants people to have fun. Yeah. And for someone that is all about that, it makes sense that he like wouldn't gossip because he would view gossip as being something that would cause people to like not have fun yeah. or like hurt feelings. Yeah. Um, everyone, when they go on the boat, Paige is she speaking of Sylvia Plath is in her <laughs> Sylvia Plath period and decides to deal with it by just chugging as much lover boy as she can she yeah she what she said one more she's like it doesn't matter what flavor it is now yeah she just she is who care who even cares does it even matter <laughs> like is truly just like very sad page but then later happy page 
I love, like, I really do like, like, the, the, when she says, there's a part where she's like, well, who am I to judge anybody's relationship? I'm like, qualified, Paige. That's who you are. You're qualified to judge other people's <laughs> relationships. Come on now. Who are you kidding? This is what you do. Yeah, because it does seem like her relationship is semi, like, pretty good. It like, is, on paper or whatever. Yeah. Like, like she, it, the, there's boundaries there and maybe it's not, maybe they're not well matched long term, but it seems like a functioning, healthy and good relationship. For yeah. The most part. He's, he's a good looking guy. He likes her. I mean, it all seems gravy to me. Yeah. Hannah and Des decide to continue their fuck tour of the house and they <laughs> go first into the bathroom and I I was wondering, like, are they actively fucking in the bathroom while when Robert arrives and is having a glass of rosé with Danielle? Because you would think it made it seem like the editing made it seem like that. But then wouldn't they have seen like a camera crew like just standing outside? Oh, I guess the camera. It wasn't a camera crew that was filming them. It was just like the stationary stationary camera in the corner. Okay. All right, that makes sense. Because I was like, wouldn't it be weird if you're like, why is the whole crew going and just staring at a bathroom door? Like, I guess there are two people fucking in there. But no, it's the stationary. Yeah, that's the, like, I love how they always forget. They always remember to add the moans. Like, that's always, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's always. I wonder if you (laughs) have to wear your microphone, like, at all times. Like, they say, like, Like even if you decide to have sex. You've got to, you have to keep your microphone like taped to you. It's like a non-negotiable. That's insane. That's insane. It's crazy. It's crazy to me that like, that everyone has gotten so comfortable just like having sex basically on camera. Like Lindsay and Stravi, they go into the bathroom a lot of the time, but then a lot of the time they're just like in the bed with the covers over them. Yeah. And I guess you just have to accept after a certain point that you're like, I'm it's more comfortable in the bed and I guess we can just pull the covers over us. But like, there's a whole bay, an editing room full of people that are going to now be able to hear and see everything that we do in bed together who, who are like only limited by what they're showing by what the fcc like otherwise they probably just show the full everything like that's it's very like showtime like it reminds me of like a showtime show or something like gigolos or like the yeah. that hbo show cat gigolos. house where it's like i love <laughs> gigolos <laughs> truly an underrated masterpiece it of a show it was Brace hive, we gather. Yes. Like Wait, who was your TV. favorite gigolo? I can't remember his name. The one with the like the dark one with the hair. That the with the really long hair. Yeah, the long hair. What is his name? I haven't watched the show in so long. He came on kind of later. He came on a little later in the game, right? Yes. Okay, I know which one you're talking about. I ended up finding that show. <laughs> by accident <laughs> I wasn't looking for it you don't find that show that show finds you it it found me one night and I was like okay so this is something I'm gonna be watching nobody would watch it with me like my husband wouldn't watch it with me God, I can't find it it's all on Hulu too I think I just saw it 
Oh, it's actually, I think you might have to have a premium subscription or a Showtime subscription. But Gigolos, yeah, I'm going to need to revisit. I miss these men. It's been and a while. they look very different from how they looked in season one. So I'm seeing. Wow. Okay. It's so, been yeah, a so minute. We can, we can agree on that. Um, yeah. But this is, it's very kind of that same formula where I'm like, you see people interacting in daily life and then you just see them like hardcore fucking someone except with bravo they don't show that part but i imagine that that happens like if you're drunk and like you just are feeling yourself and you're like oh whatever like i don't care that the cameras are here like i'm sure that there's they've had sex like in full view of the cameras ash ash That long, lustrous mane. Yes. <clears throat> but yeah, like, I think that's probably... Because like, you also have to get used to, like, having... Like, knowing people are having sex, like, around you. Which is not an issue for me. I think we all kind of learned that in college. But mm-hmm. it's, like, a certain level of, like, comfortability you have to get with, like, okay, I can hear my friends having sex. Like, several couples, even. Yeah, and now, like, the more guys that, like, come to visit their girlfriends, it's, like, just going to be a sex house, 100%. I want, I, I would probably be drunk like Paige having to deal with that. I, I give them some leeway <laughs> because as somebody who's, like, you know, I'm married, so I've been quarantined with them. I have, I've had in-house sex for the last year. Mm-hmm. So my friends who have not, I've watched them really go through it like it's been it's been a ride for them and 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 like my female friends are like i have female friends who like it's not uncommon for them to be like oh i haven't had sex in eight months or a year as a as a gay man i can't understand that in any time but i've heard them say that yeah. before so quarantine mm-hmm. was like it was they all were like climbing the walls but they could do it my gay friends on the other hand however were losing their mind and I was just like, hey, should have got married. <laughs> so I leave them some leeway. They probably should have done it, gotten while the getting was good. Should have got exactly. So the, I give the people in the house some leeway because that's a long time to not have any. So <sighs> yeah, I, I get no, they deserve and, it. Yeah, I'm happy to do. see them fucking. Yeah, and like <laughs> it's again, it's like they clearly had a lot built up. They were ready to go. And the way that they're both kind of like giddy and excited about it. Like, I feel like I've been there with like a significant other where I'm just like, Oh my God, we're going to fuck like everywhere. And I think it's like, it's good. It's good. I don't think of that part as like villainous. I think it's a little bit weird to fucking Hannah or Kyle and Amanda's bathroom. Just given the fact that you've had like bad fights with them. Like it seems like you're really trying to deliver like the ultimate fuck you. It's either the ultimate fuck you or they need all that room because that's the master bath. Those are the two things I was Mm -hmm. thinking. Because if I had to. I mean, it's probably a great bathroom to fuck in. It probably is. Like. Like I'm like I'm a big guy. If I'm gonna fuck in the bathroom, let's find the biggest bathroom we can find. Then, yeah, you're not gonna fuck in the guest bathroom. No, <laughs> no. the half bath. I'm sure there's like all these mirrors around you, and space. you can get like good angles. Um, marble countertops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
told you. That's fine. And then if you just, if you clean up after, like just spray down, like wipe down with a Lysol wipe or mm. something. It's all towels. It's like it never it. happened. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's also, it's not like it's there. You went to their house and fucked in their bathroom. It's, it's not like their a house. shared rental house. It's true. And it's not like but they yeah. did in their um, bed, which would make me angrier. So, you know. No, yeah, and I think they said when they said they did, it was apparently just a joke, yeah. according to my like online research. Um, because I thought also if they fucked in their bed, I think they would show that happening. Yeah, definitely. Or show like the the beginnings of because Kyle happening. would lose his blonde mind. Mm-hmm. He'd go fully red, even redder than he was when he was like fake. He gets tanned. so red. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> He's a fair-skinned man he is so... <laughs> with a lot of emotions bubbling underneath that pale skin. God, he's, he, yeah, he's, he's extremely Caucasian. Um, Danielle and Robert are taking it slow, just drinking rosé and having kind of discussions about caterpillars. And it's interesting to see Danielle, like, in the context of like when she really likes a guy, like the way that she acts. Cause in past seasons in past seasons, kind of the setup for anytime Danielle is hooked up with someone has been like, they throw a rager house party. She's trash. And then she's like making out with someone. And so this is like a stark differentiation from that. And I like them together. Like later it seems, and it also seems like they're, you know, she's a little bit nervous about, getting into like a relationship with someone or getting hurt. And so it seems like they get comfortable by the time the whole crew is home from their boat ride. Yeah. I did think that was cute. Cause like they talked a lot on the phone and they found out they both like sex in the city, which I think tracks mm -hmm. because Robert Huge. seems like a real Charlotte. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's a good fit for them. He's, he also seems like a real person. So yeah, I think that's good for her. Mm -hmm. I could see them together. I also love that he's a chef. Like that would deeply speak to me and my interests. Like, can you even imagine that would be hitting the jackpot? It would be as long as like, as long as the food's not like too bougie. Like sometimes I just want like normal food <laughs> and sometimes chefs mm -hmm. can't make normal <laughs> food. It's like, all I wanted was like just uh, some pancakes. And now I have pancakes with, you know, all this extra shit in it. Like, that's the one thing that would probably get on my nerves. But other than that, I think it would be great to have somebody <laughs> who loves to cook and can cook for me. I like you that you're, like, low maintenance high maintenance. Yeah. Like, I know you could probably make me an egg crepe and do all this stuff, but just, just make me a sandwich. Like, you know, just... <laughs> like, you don't have to do all of that. <clears throat> I don't need something I'm with a like, lot of I'm like, anything you do... Yeah, anything delicious is fine with anything. me. I'm like, you don't even like, just, I would like to just wake up or have every meal already prepared, like, and just have it all done. Like, that would be, basically, I'm like, just want a personal chef, I'm realizing. That would be. Not even like the boyfriend element. If they also <laughs> happened to be my boyfriend and hot and we were fucking, that would be incredible as well. But. It'd also be fine if they just came yeah. by and cooked and left. Mm -hmm. Just or just dropped off the meals that they had prepared, like a meal <laughs> delivery service. <laughs> Blue Apron. Mm -hmm. 
Um, everyone gets back from the boat ride and they're all shit faced. They're dancing on the car, and that's what I love to see. They were drunk by noon. Like literally by yeah. noon, they were shit faced. <laughs> I'm mean, how how did they drive back, Carl. I wonder. Or like who drove them back? Carl said Carl. that he would drive because he's still feeling guilty about getting drunk and almost fighting um Luke, which that fight was mm-hmm. hilarious to me. Luke went and got people to hold. The fight him back. that was not a fight. Yeah, he went and got like, people to hold yeah. him back, and then like you do not want to fight Carl. Carl's like huge. Mm-hmm. Don't let the boxer briefs fool. I love you. it. He loves a boxer. Brief. I was completely fooled. Oh, I love and I love him for his love of boxer briefs. <laughs> like I now that we've had a taste of Carl and boxer briefs, I don't accept any other version of Carl. Like it's the only way I can picture him. I mean, Carl's he's he's bootylicious. That's for sure. Um, yeah, he's just like has those tree trunk legs and yeah. Oh, it's it's all really working for I me. I wasn't surprised when all the women in the house said that he would be the one that they would reproduce with. I was like, I mean, naturally. I mean, he's tall. Yeah, but that's it, called evolution. You're literally like <laughs> you're a fool and you're not just like doing what is scientifically expected if you choose anyone other than Carl to procreate with. He chose the tallest guy in the planet. house. I'm like, I I do that. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a moment I don't know if you caught this where Danielle and Robert are in her bedroom looking down at everyone and she seems like she's snorting something I actually didn't see that I rewound it because I was like what is she doing and like she her head's kind of out of frame and I heard like a long snort and I don't maybe she's blowing her nose like I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. But I was also just like, wait, what? And then I rewound it and there is a snort there. So maybe she's just like hard partying. I'm going to have to do a third watch of this episode because I need mm-hmm. to take a look at that. Because I, you yeah, know, I, I wonder how she's got thoughts. had all that energy to do all that work and party. Um, I'll let, uh, you know, I'm not accusing her of anything. Just go. No, I mean, I, I love it for her. It seems to be working out just fine. But, like, I, if, if it was a blatant snort of some sort of stimulant, mazel to Bravo for including that in the mix. <laughs> I, I'm grateful, and I would love more. <laughs> hey, no, no judgment for me. Um, Blow those rails. Paige got drunk, and she's in the hot tub with Sarah and Hannah and Des and that's when they're saying like they basically fucked all over the house and like um Paige said that she was so sad she thought about fucking Carl <laughs> and I'm like just do it yeah I mean she better before Sierra does so mm-hmm. if she's gonna get in it's a race to the finish now definitely and like he's definitely interested in Sierra I mean all the men are apparently mm-hmm. understandably so but yeah. The remarks about her boobs and, are ubiquitous. <laughs> I mean, she, how can you not be like in awe of this per- person? She's like a unicorn woman. She's so tiny and her breasts are tiny, huge naturals, <laughs> a nurse, <laughs> and a model. Like you just can't like you can't com- there's no competition. You're just like, yeah, she's Sierra. Like what I can't there's yeah. nothing. Knockers. I can't is what step my to it. Like I can't them. Yeah. Knockers. <laughs> Those are knockers. I like that. Um, Those are knockers. And they're all um, natural. You can feel them. Amanda. Yeah. 
and she's comfortable with it too. I like also she's like, yeah, I'm a, she's like, I have great boobs, not really an ass, but when you have those boobs, you don't really need an ass. Oh, depends on your audience. Um, <laughs> for that audience, <laughs> but I also funny. wouldn't say, <clears throat> yeah, oh, nobody I will turn say it down. that she has like no ass. Yeah, no, no, she's she's beautiful. She's fine. You can't have it all. If she had like a, a Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, uh, that life just wouldn't be fair. If she had like Portia's lower yeah. head, like Portia from Atlanta's lower body and her top body, that just wouldn't be natural. I mean, fair. Mm-hmm. I should say so. No. I like the. Is it tight? The God said, we'll take one thing away from her. And we'll still give we'll you a nice her thing. Absolutely perfect. We'll still get, you'll still yeah. get a great thing, but <laughs> yeah, she's beautiful and I, I like her. Um, yeah, uh, Amanda and Kyle are in the kitchen, and I love Kyle being like, he goes, Paige, I'm just happy for her. She got lit today, and I love her for it. <laughs> and I love seeing her like away from Hannah and like giggly squad. And Amanda agrees. She goes, Yeah, that is the page I love. And I was like, you love, I love that the page they love is like a page that is getting depressed drunk on a boat. <laughs> they're, they're that party couple. Like that's just, I think that's the only way that they know how to, that's what happiness looks like to them, which is a very mm-hmm. dangerous road to go down. But I, I did like the little like couples moment between them talking about that because, you know, that's very realistic. Those conversations you have yeah. with your, your spouse about your friends so um and it's nice to see them like i i think amanda is like a good friend to hannah and she likes des for her and so that was nice to see her too just being like yeah i really like him and i think they're good together like yeah seems like it seems like peace has been he did as the episode went on he looked better Mm mm-hmm and he and Hannah are now boyfriend and girlfriend. Are and they? It seems like for, yeah, they like define the relationship in the hot tub. Oh. Okay. Oh, I, I didn't know whether they were like still together. Like I don't They're engaged her. now. Yeah. What? Yeah. Which I didn't, I didn't know that they were like dating because I don't know if I, oh, I think I like, I followed her, but I had to mute her because she posted a little too much for my liking. So <laughs> then I saw someone, I saw something that was like, she posts, she posted that she was engaged and I thought it was a joke because I had just been watching Summer House and not really paying attention to anything else. So I was like, oh, she must be joking because of like everything that's going on with Luke. And then it turned out like, no, it's not a joke. Engaged to Des. Wow. That's. I I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I'm I I think I like it. I think that's good. I think after seeing them together, I'm like it makes sense to me, but I'm that's also just fast. I'm I'm always suspicious of like a reality TV kind of born relationship or one that's tied in with that. Like historically, yeah. I just don't trust Jessica it. Simpson and Nick Lachey scarred me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it didn't work for them, who can it work for? I don't even know. Well, see, I don't <laughs> see me coming into the summer house as late. I don't know a lot about like you even describing Danielle as not as being like a kind of a party hookup girl. That's not who I saw this season. So like that's kind of weird for me to even picture. 
So like, I don't know yeah, anything about like that. Yeah, like she definitely. It's a whole new type of summer house this season because they can't I rely on like on the parties or go out like they used to. So it is a different vibe, but it's nice to see. And I think it's actually great for new viewers to come into because you don't necessarily have to have like knowledge or dependence on like the like the formulas of seasons past to just like jump in and be like, oh, these people know each other and are quarantining together for six weeks. It's yeah. kind of genius I like on it. Bravo's part. It's like yeah. a, I don't want to say grown up, but it's like, it's kind of like the real world almost. Mm-hmm. It's Bravo's I version. Like I want to see way more houses. I'm excited. Winter house, bring it. I'd like, why don't you just, let's do like Western house. I can do that, yeah. Midwestern I'm, house. I'm yeah, unfortunately wow. like in it now, so I'll probably be watching whatever they do now. Mm-hmm. So thanks, thank you. Kinda... I love it. You're so welcome, <laughs> Quentin. Thank you so much for coming on the pod. Thank you for having <laughs> thank me. Thank you this for so watching fun. an entire season <laughs> in two days, uh, less than a week. Yeah, it was just really great. your dedication. I appreciate it. Obsession. Yeah, I just needed more. Tell, tell everyone where they can find you. Sure. Uh, you can find my podcast, Know That Podcast, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your shows. You can find the Tableverse Podcast on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your shows. You can find This Is Gonna Be Good on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your shows. And you can find me, Quentin Lamar, at Quentin Lamar on Twitter. Awesome. Um, well, until next time, love and light. Bye. Bye.